Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dairy on the Air. I'm Lucas Lynch, and I serve as CEO of Midwest Dairy. And today I'm here with a very special guest, Minnesota Viking Adam Thielen. I'm eager to learn more about his experiences as a professional football player and his commitment to working with kids to help them focus on health and wellness. Adam, welcome to the program. It's great to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You know, I think a lot of us as listeners in the dairy community would love to know more about you and, and where you're from. So give us a little bit of your history. Yeah, for sure. Um, I won't won't talk too much on it because I could probably talk a couple hours about it. But no, <laughs> yeah. um, from Detroit Lakes, Minnesota and a small town, 10,000 people. It's a, you know, it's a really cool place in the summer. Uh, got a great beach and great lakes. I mean, everywhere. Um, so I've spent a lot of time on the lakes as a kid, which was pretty cool. And then went to Minnesota State University of Mankato. I uh, was there for five years and then uh, been with the Vikings ever since, going on year six. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, you know, a favorite son of Minnesota for sure. Uh, for our listeners who may not be as familiar with your, your background and your football career trajectory, can you share a little bit about uh, that journey? Yeah, it's a crazy journey, that's for sure. Um, you know, obviously uh, played high school football in Detroit Lakes. Uh, also played football or also played basketball, baseball, and golf uh, all the way through high school. And uh, whatever season it was, I thought I was going to play that sport in college. Uh, didn't really know what I was the best at. Um, just loved to play. I loved to play sports. And um, even even three months before my first year of college, I had no idea what sport I was going to play. I had no idea uh, what school I was going to go to. Um, but uh, about a month before training camp started, Mankato called and said, we got 500 bucks for you and uh, come to training camp. So ended up going to Mankato. Uh, like I said, was there for five years, um, redshirted my first year. And when I was done playing, I, w- I felt like I had more, more to give and, and at least give it a shot. And uh, I didn't want to have to look back and say, man, I wish I would have tried because I think I could have done it. And so just basically you know, just kind of went after it. And I didn't really know how to do that. Um, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have really too many resources coming from a division two school to figure out how to put my name out there, how to get recognized. Um, so I went to a couple combines and, uh, had a little bit of success there and got an opportunity to try out for the Vikings and, um, the rest is history. Wow. And a, and a great history already, and we hope it's nowhere close to being done. You, uh, If past performance is any indication of future performance, we're excited uh, to have you on the program, but it, really important to see you keep playing. We, we, we love uh, all that you do for football country, so keep up the great work. Um, you know, as we switch the, the program up and, and kind of learn more about your background, I think one of the things that's also pretty interesting is your, your family life. Let's talk about that. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, I got uh, two little boys, uh, a great wife who supports me uh, through everything. And even though it's not the easiest thing to do as a as an NFL wife, that's for sure. Um, a lot is asked of her, and um, a lot is asked of both of us. So it's it's definitely not as easy as it looks. Um, so very very blessed uh, to have her in my life. And um, two boys, man, they they keep things fun. Um, it, it there's really nothing better than having those guys on the sideline. Uh, with my wife before games and being able to come over there and talk to them and, and see them before the game. It's it's probably one of my favorite things of, of a game day, honestly. So, um, like I said, very blessed, very fortunate to have them in my life. And um, they definitely keep me from sleeping, but that's all right. It's it's worth it. 
You know, there's nothing that gets a father more focused than fatherhood. Um, and as you think about that, and even kind of paralleling our conversation here today, Fuel Up to Play 60 is a relationship between the National Football League, the United States Department of Agriculture, and the National Dairy Council. And pillars that are included inside of that are, are wellness and physical activity, and most importantly, nutrition. Now, as a, as a dad, does that change maybe some of what you think about in terms of childhood nutrition? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it definitely uh, makes me think of, of how I handled that as a kid um, and maybe the resources I didn't have or had. Um, and yeah, it definitely makes me think about things. Um, I remember as a kid just, you know, eating whatever. And uh, maybe we're a little overbearing now because we kind of understand nutrition, my wife and I. And my wife um, really believes in, you know, proper nutrition and things like that. As well as as well as I, so um, maybe we're a little overbearing sometimes, but uh, we we don't let them eat. Probably um, we don't let them be as kids as much as they probably should be. But um, I think it's just so important, and, and we've seen the benefits of eating healthy and eating the right foods and exercising as well. So um, when when you're so passionate about it because you've seen the results and you see what it's done in your life as far as your health. Um, you want the same for your kids. Absolutely. And the, and the unique relationship of the NFL's Play 60 and the relationship that National Dairy Council forged in Fuel Up to Play, coming together to form Fuel Up to Play 60. It's, it's a special program. It's across the country. Um, we're pretty proud of the stat. The 73,000 schools in the country have had exposure or engagement uh, to the program. You know, as a, as a football player, uh, and, and someone who obviously focuses on nutrition. Talk a little bit more about what you've learned in even talking with students these last few years. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing, and I don't know if this is necessarily exactly where you want me to go with it, but uh, the biggest thing for me is when I talk to these students, I realize, man, I wish I would have had them in my school when I was their age. Um, so um, I think back to me being in elementary school, middle school, high school, and not even eating breakfast. And never really had anybody say, well, that's good for you or not good for you. It just was, you know, I wasn't hungry, so I didn't eat. And I never thought about it. So I think it's pretty cool to have these kids, these leaders that are saying, no, you should eat breakfast. Because not only is it going to help you in your performance, it's going to help you in the classroom. And um, it's going to help your brain and you help everything, um, you know, act a little bit quick, a little bit more quickly. Yeah, the ability to have uh, your focused attention because you're not, your stomach's not hungry, but yet your mind is focused. Um, you know, you talked about leadership in the classroom by way of students. Uh, really, in many ways, uh, you provide some of that leadership with students as well. You recently were uh, even uh, using technology and being in front of uh, different classrooms across the region. Uh, it's pretty interesting how times have changed. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to uh, go too far to, to get in front of a bunch of students. So it's pretty cool to be able to have that technology and be able to to really uh, reach a lot more kids that way. And um, I think that's something important to my wife and I is to, to you know, educate children, um, maybe use the mistakes that we've made in our lives to, to help educate and help kids not make those same mistakes. So I think that's important. You know, Adam, uh, when you are doing this work with students, and sometimes there's questions that come up and we, we hear often, uh, in fact, one that seems to be top of mind is, uh, what's it like to work with your teammates? Do you get along with everybody? And what kind of uh, challenge is there in that? Yeah, it was pretty cool to, to hear that question today, actually, um, from one of the students. And, and how do you re resolve those issues with your teammates? 
Um, so I think that's uh, it was a really important question, and I think it, it kind of made me think a little bit, and um, I think made me think of how I act with my teammates and how how do I respond if I don't necessarily um, get along with them or or have the same beliefs as them. Um, but I think the most important thing is um, is to respect everybody, and no matter if you are the same person or not, or come from a different spot or not, um, understand their story, understand where they came from, um, maybe why they have the beliefs they have, and then respect that. And if you do have issues, you talk about it and you talk about your differences maybe and, and you move on. And I think it's just important because you, you, you just are not going to be good teammates. Um, you're not going to be doing, um, you're not going to be able to work well together unless unless you talk about those things and you understand you're not going to get along with everybody, but you respect everybody. You know, the fact that uh, we all come from different walks of life and, and have different experiences, when you take the, the field, you're doing it as a team, but you're a team of individuals that come together for a common cause. Um, kids also think a lot about your dreams, personal dreams, what you want to be when you grow up. How, how were you able to hold it together all those years of, of chasing your own dream yeah I think I've, I've talked about this a lot um, I think it was always just in the back of my head um, I never said I'm going to play in the NFL I never said I'm gonna go be a professional athlete um, I just kind of always kind of had in the back of my head and every day um, when I was working out it was kind of back there like I'm working towards that um, but I never really thought about it too much and I never said if I don't make it I'm my life is done because I knew that I know that life doesn't always go the way you exactly want it to. And I know that you have to have backup plans and you have to have um, other options if, if those things don't work out. But I don't think it hurts to have an ultimate goal in the back of your head and always striving for that because I think it makes you an overall better person and, and it might make you um, better at a different job that you're supposed to be in. So um, like I said, I never really thought about it too much. I just kind of had it in the back of my head and, and let it play out. During those undergraduate years, were you thinking of a particular career in mind if it wasn't the, the football career? Yeah, so I got uh, a degree in business management. So um, I didn't know exactly where I was going to go with it. Um, but I, I kind of had my backup plan was probably somewhere in sales. And I don't, I, like I said, I don't know where that would have taken me. Um, I, I've always wanted to be a business owner of some sort. Um, and fortunately, um, I am now which is really cool, um, part owner in a sports performance gym called ETS. And, uh, again, it kind of goes along the same lines, is um, trying to bring that to as many youth um, athletes as possible and to help them become better athletes and better in the classroom. And it all comes down to exercise and nutrition. So it's pretty cool to be able to be involved in that as well. Well, I, I think there's a bright future for you. Either way you slice it, uh, that, that uh, commitment to – service after the sale and the, the, the ability to follow through on what you, you say you're going to do, that's a, that will be something that not only serves you in the, in the locker room and on the field, but also in business and in life. Um, really appreciate the life lessons here today. Awesome. Thank you. One of the other causes that's really important to you is your own foundation. Share some information about that. Yeah. So kind of along those same lines, uh, we, we, we both have a passion for youth. Um, we both have a passion for for helping kids again, uh, you know, helping them maybe make not make the same mistakes or um, things that have helped us uh, get to where we are. 
um, you know, sharing those experiences. And uh, so Thielen Foundation is the name of it, and uh, ThielenFoundation.org is the website uh, to learn more information. But um, but yeah, we're just we're just very fortunate to be able to have the platform that we have, and and we want to use that platform th- for the good. We we don't believe that uh, we're here by chance. We believe that we've been put here for a reason, and that it's to give back and it's to educate and to um, you know share God's story. That uh, that connection, that journey, this our human existence. Uh, if you want to learn more about uh, Adam's work in that front, uh, Thielen Foundation, T H I E L E N Foundation dot org. Let's talk about Feel Up to Play sixty. Uh, you know, it's now ten years old. Uh, who would have thought that that relationship uh, would continue to be working at this level? You know, working with the the shield of the NFL. Um, how important are thought leaders for students today? Yeah, I mean, I think the the program, the reason why it's still around and why it's doing so well is because I think it's hard to say you don't believe in it. I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't really make sense to say you're not you're not on board with it because who doesn't want their kids to exercise? Who doesn't want them to eat right and do the things that it takes to be successful in the classroom and on the field? So I think that's something that uh, there's not you're not going to find one player in the locker room that says, oh, I don't believe in feel up to play 60. I think everybody believes in it because that's what's helped them get to where they are and help them stay where they are. And so it's and, and I don't think anybody, um, you know, I don't think anybody believes that that we shouldn't be sharing that information with children. Um, and so um, I think it's just it's something that is going to be along for, around for a long time and and it's something that a lot of guys are passionate about. You know, you talked about other players in the in the locker room, uh, nutrition being an anchor tenant in everything that you do. I think uh, a lot of us would be curious: what is it like to be in a day in the life of a football player? Can you can you talk about what you're when you're in season? What does that look like? And then when you're out of season, what does that look like? Yeah, so in season is is a lot easier, I, I guess you could say, um, because you have all the resources right there in front of you. Um, you have the right nutrition. You have the right resources that you need to to eat right and um, to take care of your bodies um, <clears throat> and things like that. Um, it's it's in the off season that's difficult uh, because you have to go out and buy those foods and you have to go out and prepare those things and and making sure that you're on schedule and you're eating at the right times and you're eating the right things at the right times. Um, sometimes it can get easy to just order out food or just go to a restaurant and and, and get whatever. So. Um, I think that's probably the most difficult thing as a professional athlete is is that off season, those three four months where you're um, on your own. But again, uh, uh, that's why I'm so thankful. I have a, a wife that cares so much about that uh, nutrition um, because she kind of holds me accountable and uh, keeps me on par with that. So uh, very fortunate to have that. Sure. Well, and and appreciate the nutrition dialogue uh, in, in terms of just kind of more of the daily routine. What, what does that look like? Are you, is it an early a.m. wake up and, and uh, when you're in season, what's that workout schedule like? Yeah. Um, so in season, we're we're there at, you know, seven o'clock. Uh, usually that's when we get our lift in. Um, and then we're there till five at night uh, for our long days. We have a couple of shorter days that we're out of the building by two o'clock. Um, but uh, the day basically consists of work workouts, um, tons of meetings and then practices and walkthroughs and uh, y- there's not a whole lot of break throughout the day it's pretty busy which um, I think 
guys like because it it makes the days go by quickly. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of uh, meeting time and then um, and then practicing. And so then in that off season, uh, obviously doing work like we are today, but uh, ultimately thinking uh, uh, about how to fill the rest of your your plate, um, and that would be where the foundation work of what we just recently spoke of. Is it a lot of public appearances that happen in the off season as well? There is, um, you know, that, I think that's still something that uh, I'm trying to get a, a good um, understanding of, of what my schedule should look like. Um, you know, sometimes it's easy to, for me especially, it's hard to say no to things. Um, but uh, having a good understanding of, of, you know, family time, training time, and then um, what things you're passionate about and um, that you want to be involved with. So I'm still trying to lock that down and, and trying to figure it out each year. I think get a little bit more, a uh, better idea of, of how to handle those things. And uh, great, the great thing is you have people around you. You put people in place around you to help advise you and um, give you those resources of here you could do this or do this and, um, you know, put those schedules together for you. But, uh, you know, I think the most important thing is, especially with the family, is making sure there's a lot of family time in the off season and, and making sure that, Oh, you're doing those things, and then and then training. Um, you know, it's very important for me. The off seasons are my are my most um, important time for me. Um, people don't realize that they just see what you do on Sundays, but the off seasons are. Um, you know, I'm I'm back in with with my trainer at ETS um, the day after the season, and we're sitting down talking about how can we get better, what do we need to get better at, and how are we going to put a plan together to to achieve that. And I feel like that's how I've been able to you know, make some little advancements every year and hopefully going to continue to do that. And hopefully that will um, benef benefit me in the long run. It'll help me play longer and stay healthier longer uh, through my career. So um, that's something that people don't maybe realize is how important the offseason really is. You know, it makes sense as you're alluding to a couple of different aspects, spiritual wellness, physical wellness, but also mental wellness. Uh, I can only imagine the pressures that you're under or what you can feel like you're under. You know, what, what do you do to kind of keep your head right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's something that I'm, um, you know, trying to work on daily. Um, that's actually a lot of what our foundation is doing right now is uh, mental health. And it's crazy when we got into it, um, we didn't necessarily, um, you know, we didn't really know how it was going to work. We didn't know how we would relate to it. Um, but then the more we're in it, we realize how important it is, number one. Um, and secondly, how everybody goes through it. Everybody has uh, mental health things that they could be more aware of. And it's something that I've been able to sit back this offseason and, and understand and understand how, how to handle that. And uh, I think for me, it's, it's my faith and really diving into it and understanding that um, there's a higher being and, and uh, um, you know, he's really helped me with that. So, um, like I said, it, it's just crazy how, how things work out and how things happen for a reason. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't know if you would ask me a year ago why we chose mental health, but now I understand why. You know, your motto of achieve your full potential. And as you think about, you can have the physical attributes, you can, you can be balanced in your lifestyle, but between that spiritual balance and ultimately that mental health aspect, I, I think society's just beginning to truly put their finger on the fact that we all, as our human beings, 
have challenges, uh, confidence issues. And when we're working with our youth, especially in the social media uh, environment of the last 20 years, as we've seen it really pick up in the last decade, there's like your online persona and what you think of yourself that by way of what others see. And then there's how you view yourself as a person. And have you been noticing some of that creeping into the classroom and some of the student interactions that you've had? Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, it's something that that my wife and I have talked about and, and dealt with. I mean, I think sometimes you get caught up in thinking that the people that are on social media are perfect and their lives are perfect and their marriages are perfect and their kids are perfect. And, <laughs> right. uh, it's something that it's, it's tough. It's tough not to portray that when you post right. and when you put things out there. Um, but it's not the truth. Everybody's going through something. Um, everybody has struggles. Everybody has weaknesses. And, um, it's understanding that you just got to focus on yourself and you don't worry about what other people think of you and you don't worry about, um, you know, others being perfect. You just have to really focus on yourself and, um, and it's a daily task. It's not just something that goes away. It's something that you have to focus on daily. And, um, that's something that, like I said, we, we've talked about a lot this off season. It's, it's kind of nice to have a little bit of an off season because you get to kind of take a step back and you get to reflect on things that you could be doing better and, um, things that maybe you do well, but, but, uh, mostly the things that you could be doing better. You know, it seems like, uh, in life, there are folks who give us what we want to hear. And then there are friends or family that tell us what we need to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we're working with the youth today, um, what we say and how we say it matters so much. And I, I can't uh, thank you enough as a, as an advocate for youth wellness, but also for your leadership on the field and off the field and in the classroom. Uh, it's making a, a lot of difference to a lot of young people. And especially today when we emulate and lift up um, celebrities and follow what they do. Um, sounds like you got your head on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's probably the most important thing is is um, is just being real. Um, you know, I, I, I will never say that I'm anywhere near perfect. Um, you know, I have a lot of issues that um, you know, that, like I said, I'm, I'm working on daily and, uh, it doesn't mean I have my head on my shoulders cause there's a lot of things that I need to work on. Um, but, but I think it's just important to be real with kids. And, and I actually was reading something the other day talking about, um, with, with, with your own kids. And it's, it's not, um, it said that the headline was basically, it's not a talk, it's conversations. So it's not just a one-time thing that, Hey, don't do this or don't, or do this or do that. Um, it's, it's conversations and it's, and it may be daily, might be weekly conversations about, um, you know, this isn't, this might be a societal norm, but it's not, it's not the right thing to do. And it might seem like the right thing to do because of media and, um, and TV and, and just everything that is around us. Um, but it, it will not fulfill you. And so I think, um, that's something moving forward that I'm really trying to work on is just being a hundred percent real and honest and, and trying to, you know, just help help others not make the same mistakes I've made. Really well said. Uh, in today's day and age, authenticity is is key to connecting on shared values. Uh, you know, that comment made me think about even the people that we're here talking about. Really, the the unsung heroes behind the scenes across the country that bring nutrition to life every day. And I'm talking about United States dairy farmers. Uh, this conversation is one of shared values with them. There's a real commitment to God and country in that audience, but also in these shared values of, of where we come from. Why should dairy farmers really appreciate the relationship that we have 
uh, with the NFL? Well, I think I think we're all trying to get across the same things. I think um, you know, obviously, like you said, um, they're they're more behind the scenes, and people maybe don't appreciate them the way that they should. Um, but but again, their their goal is the same goal as ours is to um, you know help educate, help inform, help make this world a better place, and to to start at with our youth because that's honestly that's the most important thing and those are going to be our leaders someday. Those are going to be the people that, um, you know, change the societal norms. Adam, you're an inspiration. And so keep up the great work. Uh, any final thoughts for our listeners today? Um, no, I think we covered it pretty good. I think, uh, like I said, uh, uh, it's just one of those things that I think we just have to keep having those conversations and, and keep being real and, and honest and, and nobody's perfect. And, um, uh, we'll just keep keep working towards perfection. You know, I'm mindful as we sit here and have a conversation, uh, you're a real guy. And just like everybody else on that team is a real person, and they have a story behind the story of what brought them to that, to that day uh, where they're wearing the uniform and taking the field. And so as our listeners take the field every day, we, we keep our eye to the horizon and we look for what's ahead. And we know one thing's for sure. If we keep the youth front and center, it'll always serve us the right way. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, again, I'm Lucas Lynch, and it's a pleasure to serve as CEO of Midwest Dairy. For our listeners and for our farmers from across the country, uh, we appreciate all that you do each and every day. Uh, if you want to hear more about various issues affecting the dairy industry, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platforms, including Stitcher and iTunes, or check out our website, MidwestDairy.com. Until next time, have a great day. Music